Today on the Tech Bytes podcast, we discuss Container Lab. This is software that lets you build virtual network labs on a laptop or server. It supports a variety of network OSs for network emulation, training, and testing. Container Lab's an open source project developed by Nokia, and Nokia is our sponsor for this episode. We're joined by Roman Duden. He's product line manager at Nokia. Roman, welcome to the podcast. And so I described Container Lab briefly. Can you give us a few more details about just what it is? Yeah, sure, of course. So Container Lab is a small, uh, single binary CLI tool that allows you to deploy both simple and complex virtual networking topologies from the comfort of your terminal. So you're talking here specifically, I think the secret to this product is in the name, Container Lab. So you're literally building lab environments of network devices in containers. Why, Why is that more efficient than the other ways that we've been doing it up until now? Yeah, yeah, you got it right. So the distinctive characteristic of Container Lab is that the topologies that we build, they are basically comprised of the containers and not VMs as as we used to. And the way we did it is that historically when Nokia released its containerized network operating system for data centers as our Linux, we realized that there was no no tool that can, you know, deploy containers and wire the links between them in a user-defined fashion. So one had to use Snowflake bash scripts to make such topologies and that couldn't possibly scale or be convenient to use. So hmm. that we that that is why we created Container Lab to basically clear this gap. Now, it also has to be said there's another key transition here in that a lot of modern network operating systems can run in containers where years ago that wasn't true. So when we look at other tools that are out there, they're built the way they are because that's the way things were. But most of the modern NOSs can run in a container. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not only Nokia or Linux that that can run with Container Lab. We do support quite a lot of other containerized network operating systems, both from from various vendors such as Arista, CUS, University RPD, Sonic, FRR, you name it. So, what is it that folks are supposed to do with Container Lab? What's what is it for? Well, yeah, it's a good question. So, I think uh, one of the way I like to think about Container Lab is that it can be used both by individuals like network engineers who want to, you know, test some something with network operating system and they want to do this quickly, they can do they can use Container Lab and spin up a topology for themselves. Or it can be a team that work jointly on some use case. And then you create like a catalog of labs. And because we use the declarative fashion for defining container lab topologies, the teams can, you know, check these labs into Git repository and then version them, version them there, use it. Uh, pull it from from the Git repository, and that is one of the nice benefits about container-based labs. Now, this the simplistic form of this would be to run containers on a desktop, but if you're going to be able to run a continuous integration or a continuous deployment pipeline from GitHub or something, that also means that you could set this up to uh, as an abstraction of your existing network and do some testing. If you're going to configure a complex configuration, you could build this up on a server somewhere or in a data center or in a cloud, and do some valid testing before you go for a live deployment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we we currently see people use Container Lab for is that they build complex CI/CD pipelines with it. So the way we used to deploy, you know, software uh, on the CI/CD pipelines, the same way we can now do and deploy the network topologies and then test both the network and the software sites in the same CI/CD pipeline, be it. GitHub Actions, GitLab, or whatever whatever CI tool you use. So you can really create those CI topologies and mm. Container Lab will be deployed for you on the, on the pipeline. All right. So you could build up a whole script, a deployment script, 
and then build a model of your ISP backbone or your data center interconnect or your, you know, how your front end connects to the back end, things like that. And then actually run tests of BGP routes being injected or deleted and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things that people typically do with Container Lab is that they create a pipeline where the first step is to deploy the topology. That would be your mm -hmm. step number one. And then in the next steps, you create your uh, service configuration, be it PGP, be it OSPF, whatever you want to test. And then in the final states, stages, you just you know test the, the protocols and the data path, and it all runs on the container lab topology that is being deployed on, on step number one. Are there any prerequisites I need to use Container Lab? I presume since it's got container in the word, I might need Docker. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that you actually need is Docker and curl to download the installer script. And then when you have these two prerequisites met, it's really just like three seconds and you will have Container Lab installed on your machine. And we do not limit you with the operating system. So you can do this on Linux. That is, that is the operating system of, of our choice. But you can also do this with uh, Windows if you have VSL2 and on macOS as well. And you mentioned being able to create a lab and then essentially share it on GitHub. So if I had a lab that I thought was cool that I wanted to share around to colleagues or just folks in the industry, I could put it on GitHub or another Git repository and, and let other people use it? Yeah, true. So from basically day one, we wanted labs to be easy to share. And by utilizing container runtime, we made a vehicle to predictably deploy labs on any machine that has this runtime installed. But then we needed to come up with a topology definition syntax, so, so, so to call, that users could define their lab in a simple text file. And because the file is a simple text file, you can check it to Git and anybody can pull it from it and deploy the same lab as you initially created it. So essentially users, users just need to create a single YAML file where they you know, define their topology by saying, I want this number of nodes, I want this number of links between those nodes, and that's it. And when I'm in the lab and I want to create connections between nodes, how am I doing that? Is it CLI? Am I using something else? You use the same topology file that defines your topology. So you, when, when you say have two nodes, that's like a bare minimal topology. In this topology file, you say, I want this node to be connected to this node. And ContainLab will do the wiring for you. It will create the virtual Ethernet pair between those containers. And thus, you will have the clean data path Basically, it's a point-to-point -point link uh, in the network in you know, Lingua that will be created between those nodes. So we will have a clean data path between the nodes. Since I'm running in a containerized environment, are there any limitations because I'm in you know, sort of a software emulation environment in what I can do networking-wise, something like MTU or other things? No, not really. The only limitation that you might hit is the limitation of the container image that you use. For example, if there is some limitations in the data path that containerized NOS, uses down below, then you will hit them. But apart from that, it works exactly the same as the VM product would work. And is it only good on containerized network OSs or can I also run VMs if I wanted to? No, you can really run VMs. And the way we do this is that we, we utilize the VRNetLab project and we package the VMs inside containers. So as far as ContainerLab is concerned, it only sees containers, but some containers will host VMs inside, inside of it. So basically, yeah. you can have your regular VMX in a container, and that will be good. Not hugely efficient. You tend to need a lot more CPU and memory to drive that. But if that's the only way to get around it, that, that's a workable solution. Yeah, absolutely. Not, not every vendor and not, not every IS has a containerized packaging. So if you mm. still need to work with the operating system that is 
currently being deployed as, as, a, as a VM, then the only way to do that with Container Lab would be to package it in a container. And the footprint of that system is basically exactly the same as, as, as with original VM. Right. So are there any, you know, if I wanted to run multiple different kinds of network OSs in a lab, say I wanted to try, see how Sonic uh, interacts with Arista and how that interacts with SR Linux, can I do that or am I limited to, you know, one set of NOSes at a time? No, you can mix and match all the supported NOSes that we have. So you can have, as you said, Sonic plus FRR, you can mix in some VM-based products as well. And uh, the way we do this is that we say, we support a number of kinds and you pick and choose which kinds you want uh, this topology to feature. So it's really up to you what you want to have. And this is open source software, you said? Yes, it is completely open source. We have a GitHub project under the SRL Labs GitHub organization. It is called Container Lab. So anybody is encouraged to look at it and contribute to it. It is written in Go. So if you are familiar with the language, you will be able to contribute to the project which would be awesome. So, so there's been a lot of virtual labbing tools. Would this suit somebody who's looking to skill up like and move up in their career? Uh, is this the sort of tool that would work for them in that sense? Like some of the other tools um, are quite complicated to get running and they take several days of effort to get them up and going. And if people wanted to switch away from that, is, is there something that would attract them? Yeah, I think totally because of the simplicity of the installation and the way Container Lab works, it might mm -hmm. be really simple for anybody to start working with the networking operating systems as a, in general and with containerized NOSes as well. Because I think containerized NOSes are the way forward. We will yeah. have more of them in the coming years. So embracing the future now may be really helpful. And the thing here is that Nokia's SR Linux is freely available. I can download it. I don't need to go and, you know, get some sort of license or beg for permission or steal a copy from a BitTorrent site like most people do for other stuff. It's just there for me to use. Yeah, 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 exactly. We made this step by opening uh, SR Linux container image. So if you pull the repo that has containerized NOS, which is SR Linux, you will be able to run it without doing anything. You just download one file, you use container lab deploy command, and your lab with SR Linux nodes will be on your machine in under a minute, basically. So what was Nokia's motivation for putting resources behind this project? Well, we wanted to, first, we wanted to solve our own pain, pain problems when we needed to run topologies with, with SR Linux in the internal engineering community. But then we saw that, you know, it's not only feasible to us, it's feasible to everybody and everybody can leverage from it. And when we open sourced it, we, we saw a lot of influx from all the different vendors and uh, third parties who wanted to make this tool even better. So by opening it up, we, we got some external developers helping us making the container lab better. So you're, you are getting involvement from other people as well. I want to ask a bit of a, a weird question here. One of the problems that uh, we've had in lab environments is there's certain protocols that don't work well in VM environments, certain L2 protocols, particularly. Have you managed to be able to address those? Yeah, I, I've been, you know, burned up myself quite sometimes by, by being not able to use LACP, for example, when I use Linux bridges yeah. and the data path with GUI-based emulation products. And to overcome those, it is, it's not that easy, right? And the way we, 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 we overcome this in container lab land is that we use these 
very clean, clear data path channel, which is virtual Ethernet. So we do not use any Linux bridges. And because of that, any protocol can flow. There is really no, you know, nothing can block any data frame that you send over it. So with that, you have your LECP frames passing by, you have a LLDP and all that framing stuff that, that can be complicated otherwise. That's, that's quite useful because a lot of the times in other labs, you have MTU limitations because you can't run beyond a certain size because you're using a virtual NIC driver. The NIC driver can't do more than 1500 bytes or whatever the, the particular platform's yeah, on or, you know, that sort of stuff. And that ability to be able to get more actual modeling of the real network without having to say, oh yeah, no, I just, I can't get test coverage of the BFD or the LACP or whatever. That, that, that actually is quite helpful, I think. Yeah, 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 true. And MC lag as well. So it, it is just painful to be limited by something that is not really the software feature. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, high fidelity testing relies on as having a test lab that is as close to the real thing as possible. You can't have the real thing because having two networks, one for a test and one for live, just that's just not practical. But this is getting closer to that to that thing. All right. Well, this does bring us to the end of the episode, but uh, if folks want to get their hands on Container Lab, they want to play with it, Roman, where should they go? They should go to containerlab.srlinux.dev. That is the main documentation side behind Container Lab. All right. So that's containerlab.srlinux.dev. We'll also have that link in the show notes. Uh, thank you, Roman, for joining us. And thanks to Nokia for being a sponsor. This is an interesting project, and I think it's going to get a lot of interest uh, from our listeners. Um, so if you like this show, we've got many more fine, free technical podcasts along with our community blog. That's all at packetpushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter at packetpushers. Find us on LinkedIn and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough. <laughs>